Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. We're cultural observers. And of curious minds. Get ready for sisterly banter while we chat about fixations, learnings, and personal growth. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello. Welcome back, sisters. My name is Maddie. And I am Scout, and we are sisters in real life, IRL, and the hosts of OK Says Podcast. I was just going to say, I, I can't believe you uh, spelled, not spelled out, but said the whole acronym out loud. That was like very disorienting for me. So I thought that maybe I should be more sophisticated and say in real life, but then I said it and I said, no, I got to say IRL too. So I just put in both aspects of, you know, you know, word branding. Yeah, or we're appealing to the to the masses here. Yeah, appealing to the masses, which speaking of masses, the masses have spoke. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Biden and Harris are your new White House Oval Office people of the presidency. People of the presidency. Yes, we are recording this as we are riding the wave of the new president-elect Mr. Joseph Biden and Mrs. Madame, Madame Kamala Harris. It is pretty outstanding. I mean, I had an experience. Adam and I got into the car and just drove around because now we live in the suburbs. So we drove around kind of the city of San Diego to see if people were out and about. And it's raining here. So um, not so many people out, but a lot of cars honking and waves flagging and all that. And I had this emotional release of the fact that the last four years have been extremely excruciating for so many. Um, Just the energy that has been given off in this country has been one of fear and division. And to see people actively in the streets dancing just with this release of that they can be who they were meant to be, that they were born to be, that they were destined to be without any fear of a leadership not accepting them was a really beautiful moment and it kind of just dawned on me or it emotionally hit me uh the 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 gravity of what today brought for America yeah oh, absolutely I mean I woke up to the noise of all my neighbors screaming and honking I I ran outside pimple cream and all and I was jumping up and down joy like joining in the festivities of everyone screaming from their balconies and people in the streets kind of like talk- it was it was such a heartwarming moment just like I, I don't know it was a very surreal moment to to be feeling this but I think some and and look we should be celebrating the win this is spectacular news for our country I am so excited for the future of of America um but I do I we definitely do need to remember that this was such a close race and that is like pretty heartbreaking um to to say the least I think it's still something we need to um, remember and consider that yes, this was a win for us, but by very, very narrow um, margins, and um, which means that our country is still very, very much divided, and racism is still extremely pre- prevalent, um, and it shows because basically half the country did vote for Donald Trump. So um, there's still a lot, a lot of work to do, and the next solo episode that we do is going to be a whole breakdown of all the resources that we can um, 
do and, and maybe activities and certain certain tasks that we can do uh, to continue this fight and this work because it does not end here. Like, yes, this is a great milestone, but we are far from done uh, with the work in this country. Yeah, and I think that obviously if we want to support Biden and Harris in the measures that they're about to take in the next four years, we have to be active participants in those changes. So um, we were kind of waiting to see what would happen this week before super planning out our editorial schedule. So um, as Mad said... Are we uh, Vogue? Yeah, we're Vogue. We're we're Vogue. Um, As Mad said, um, two episodes from today will be a complete breakdown of ways, um, super easy, actionable ways for us all to get involved. So look out for that. Also, I would like to shout out our sisters in Pennsylvania, our sisters in Nevada, our sisters in Arizona that voted blue. What's up? Good for you. So happy for you. What's up? Hi. Also in Georgia. (laughs) Do we have sisters in Georgia? Hello. Welcome to the sisterhood. We are so happy to have you. Also, I want to give a huge shout out because I think that their contribution to this week was really underlooked. The memesters that brought the premium content this week to keep us all, you know, entertained, giving us some comedic relief, making us feel like it was all together. Those Nevada memes delivered. Well, we went on Instagram Live on Thursday to release some election anxiety, which I hope everyone enjoyed because it was such a delightful time. Um, we really got kind of ratchet. And uh, I mean, it first started off with a dance party of Taylor Swift and then ended up with Tap Tap uh, by Saweetie. And so, um, you know, it just progressed from there. But what I was trying to say is we shouted out the Nevada meme stars. Guys, who people, Gen Z and millennials are working over time for these memes and TikToks. These Nevada memes, I was peeing my pants all Thursday watching these memes. How do people come up with this shit? It's the minds of our generation. I'm just, I'm so happy to be alive in this moment. It's a great day. It's a fun day. Yeah, so everybody celebrate, feel what it feels like to have this victory. We will get back to you as to how we can continue the work. But for now, I think that we should, you know, kick it over to some current fixations. Let's do it. Okay. I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to allow you to go first this week. Oh, my God. Wow. Just like the permission to go first. This is just the power. The power that this entails. Okay. Current fixation. You know, there's just like good news left and right. Um, Starbucks holiday cups are out. And I just want everyone to know that like the holidays are here. We are we are inching towards holiday territory. I know Scout is like the Grinch, and so she doesn't like Christmas or the holiday spirit. No, I am very in, that is inaccurate. I'm just not, you know, like a total aficionado. Oh, I am like I am in I am a holiday whore. Is how many whores are you? How many different types of whores are you? You're a gratitude whore. You're a book whore. You're a holiday whore. I mean, how many whores can you be? I'm a sweatsuit whore. There's just like a lot of whores to go around. Um, okay. Anyway, so I, I'm really I'm I'm um, I'm making the vibe. I'm like setting the mood, setting the holiday mood. I just got a Christmas morning candle from Rite Aid. You know, 
as one does. So now it smells like a Christmas tree in my home. Wow, um, we've uh, we've gone from Lilabo to candles from Rite Aid <laughs> because I was lighting the Lilabo so much, and I saw the like, you know the wax is going down and I was like that's like ten dollars going down (laughs) I just saw the money I saw the money going down as it was burning so I was like okay Lalabo is like a real fancy event like this is not an everyday candle so then I went to write it and got a 99 cent winter Christmas candle (laughs) to to suffice okay so it is also um cooling down in the southern part of California thank the fucking lord so that is creating a vibe as well it's much more cozier here and um, the current fixation itself is Starbucks red cups. I live for them. I have a countdown on my um, phone every year and it's just like a whole thing. And then it came, I think it came out last Friday and I just got my first one. I mean, it's cute. I've seen better uh, cups throughout the years, but regardless, it's the best time of year when you know Starbucks Christmas cups are out. Yes. This is a big moment for you. This is sort of like a marker in time through the year for Mads. She's, she's been this way before Instagram. Yes. Oh, oh, yes, for sure. Um, I watched The Holiday, which is like a very much a mar- like we are now crossing the line into holiday territory. Um, but I still have to watch Love Actually. And so that is like I think I'll, I'll do that after Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's more that's more of like a December. I feel like the holidays right. are easing you in the holidays easing you in. And then Love Actually is a December movie. There we go. Yep. I um, love the timeline. Okay, well, happy that your insides are cozy and lovely and celebratory. Um, My current fixation is the Osea facial cleanser. So I have been notorious for using IS Clinical, is clinical, however the fuck you pronounce it. Um, It's a very effective face wash, don't get me wrong. Really no complaints with that one. But I was really looking to get one that was a little bit more nourishing and clean um, because IS Clinical is not clean beauty. So... But I was afraid to switch over because every time I deviate from my clinical, I break out. So I was on the hunt for a really great cleanser. And I think we were talking about it with Sarah from Big Kid Problems. I don't remember if it was her on our podcast or us on her podcast because conversations mesh together. But she was talking about Osea um, as a, a really great line. And I had heard about it on Lacey Phillips's podcast the same week. And so it was kind of coming to me. So I bought the Ocean Cleanser by Osea. Um, Osea is a Malibu brand, very into the, you know, algae sea kind of vibe. And I'll be honest, the first three weeks, I really broke out. I was, I was getting a little worried because I wanted to like the cleanser so badly, but I was breaking out. But I thought that maybe I would just stick with it because maybe my skin was just adapting to new chemicals or new ingredients which I'm happy to announce was the case. I have not been breaking out after that three-week purge. And um, it is I, it is a wholesome and nourishing cleanser. I highly recommend. Um, and it's just, it's, it's definitely giving me that little extra, I don't know, it feels so warm and inviting. Um, and it's I know also it's just very luxurious. I feel like... Yeah. When you get a nat, it, I kind of feel that way when I put on the Mara beauty oil because it's natural. And then so you feel like you're doing something extra good. You're like getting extra credit, but it's also luxury. Yeah. And it's just it's just nice ingredients on your skin. So um, after using it now for almost two months, um, I think that this is my new staple cleanser from here on out. So that's my current wow. fixation. That is. Yeah. 
that you were a, you were a dedicated is clinical stan. And so this is a big one for you. This is a big one. So I wanted to yeah. come on and announce oh, a shift yes. in my life. Yes. Okay. Great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So shall we get into this episode? But first, obviously, sisters, if you like okay, Says podcast, we would super appreciate it today if you would rate, review, and subscribe. We had some new reviews that we were reading before we hopped on the podcast, and they made our day. They made us smile. They made us smile so big. I love, I love you guys. Okay, sisters, before we get into our episode all about normalizing things, we wanted to quickly chat with you about ways that we have been promoting our own wellness. I have personally made it a really big priority this year to get serious about the things I put in and on my body. I am really passionate about giving my body the support it needs when it comes to digestion, toxins, or immunity, which is why I got super specific with my routine from Hum Nutrition. Hum only uses all natural, clinically proven ingredients that are highly absorbable, non-GMO, free of common allergens like gluten, soy, shellfish, etc., and sustainably sourced. After taking a quiz on their website, we got personalized product recommendations, guys. So this is not one size fits all. From a registered dietitian, based on my concerns via a quick three-minute evaluation. So every day I take the Skin Squad. It's a pre and probiotic, and this nurtures the gut and skin. You know, we are all about gut health over here at OKSIS. And I also take the Uber Energy, which supports consistent energy through adrenal strength, which has helped me to, you know, not want to pour that extra cup of coffee in the afternoon. You know what I mean? And every day I take the Daily Cleanse, which is a unique formula of detoxifying herbs and minerals, which also helps produce breakouts and improve skin clarity so win-win there and I also take here comes the sun which is a high potency vitamin d3 that helps support the immune system and healthy skin hum nutrition's monthly vitamin subscription is affordable flexible convenient customizable and committed to the results to up your wellness game and give your body the nutrients it needs go to humnutrition.com that's h-u-m nutrition.com and use code OKSIS for 15% off first orders of $29 or more that's code OKSIS for 15% off first orders of $29 or more at humnutrition.com One of the most surprising side effects of postpartum for me was that my hair started shedding right around the crown of my head. Now I have these random baby hairs sticking out near my forehead that I just can't figure out what to do with. Yeah, I keep asking you to tame those down, but they seem to be very stubborn. Yes, I know, Mads. After a few months of me not seeing improved hair growth, I knew I needed to give my hair some extra strength and support. Enter Nutrafol. I just got the Nutrafol's postpartum supplement and I'm so excited because I'm committed to supporting my hair health now that I'm postpartum. The next six months is going to be me and Nutrafol. I might not be a mother like Scoutala is, but as you sisters know, we are always on a hair journey here on OK Sister Podcast. I am always looking for a way to up my hair health game. I love Nutrafol because they have a whole body approach, multi-targets, underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker and stronger hair. 
While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com promo code OKSIS. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Okay, sisters, back to the episode. All right, so um, this week, guess what? What, Mads? It's a solo episode. Yes, it is. As we promised every other week from now on will be solo episodes. And today, we are going to be talking about things that we believe should be normalized within the human experience, on the internet, Wherever your heart lies, um, we listed out things that we believe should be talked about and, as I said, normalized. Yes. So we're going to go through the list, um, give our little thoughts and prayers and uh, thought prayers? Well, just our thoughts, just commentary on these things that we've listed out. Um, So let's start with number one. This is no surprise to anyone. Therapy should be normalized, should be ubiquitous, 
it is something, it is a practice, a self-care and self-discovery practice that obviously if you've been listening to OKSIS, you know that we are huge advocates of. It is something that it should be a prerequisite for life. Every person should be going through therapy just to better understand themselves, the way they react to certain situations and um, to diagnose themselves and, and, you know, maybe repair some traumas from their childhood because we all got those. Yes, I would like to use the word heal versus repair. Um, Heal. Also, I think this is a really great thing that a lot of people don't talk about, but I've been seeing it come up in conversations with my girlfriends, um, is that, or they talk about past relationships, and it seems as if women are so much more likely to go to therapy than men. And I think that while we advocate for our sisters and all of you to go to therapy and and really give yourself that time to self-examine and explore your past and your values and your triggers, etc. I think it would be also really great if we could help normalize and support the men in our lives to also, you know, feel as if they deserve that same space to enter. So also normalizing men going to therapy. I think that's totally the next level um, of, of therapy as a societal kind of, uh, not prerequisite, but just just a, a thing that we yeah. do. Yeah, exactly. All right, number two. This one is near and dear to my heart. So Mine Me. too. Yeah, you too. And probably most women on this podcast or who are listening. Um, we need to normalize mirror pics. We, we just got to normalize them. I don't even know if... I think they are pretty normalized, but I... I think yeah, but there is like a, a tinge of shame. A little tinge because it, it can be viewed as like maybe self-involved maybe. Or is that just me that I think that... I think that's just you. I think that was the narrative told a little bit ago, but I think now, especially uh, with influencers, mirror pics is a very large theme on the grid. And so in my opinion, it's the best way to take a picture because you are not only the photographer, art director, and the model, uh, you have complete, like you can see the way your body moves, which is fun versus kind of giving the control to somebody else and not having something happen as if you visioned it in your head. So Mirror pics and selfies are great because they're also moments alone where you kind of like celebrate what you look like. Complimenting people for no reason. I do this all the time. Mads and I actually went up to a girl on the beach on her birthday and told her that she had a beautiful body. Turns out her boyfriend who was with her was a very famous porn star. So like you never know who you're going to meet. But I love complimenting strangers. If I see someone with a cute dress, a cute shoes they just think they're beautiful whatever it might be I just run up to them and let them know and I'm like okay bye and just walk I'm away I'm the same I'm the same way one because um I'm gonna agonize over and try to like scour the whole internet to find the one article of clothing whereas I could have just asked that person and in um uh, and then as a result, they get complimented. I love when people come up to me and tell me that they love my shirt. Where did I get it? Like, that's the greatest compliment. So um, I never feel like it's bothering anyone. I think it's an amazing thing to do. Um, if someone has awesome eyebrows or great hair, just tell them. You'll make their day, too. Also, I mean, not only, um, you know, physical things, but also nice attributes. Yeah, I was in Sugarfish. I was at Sugarfish, and there was this couple next to me, and they were just really cute. They really seemed present and in love and enjoyed. Oh God, I remember this. And so I looked over and I said, "Hey, I just want to let you guys know that you guys are really cute together, and I wish you a lot of happiness." 
and they and they they ignored us and left. Yeah, they they didn't appreciate it. So let's yeah. normalize appreciating, appreciating compliments from strangers and not thinking that they're creepy. Yeah, yeah, that's how. Okay. Yeah, that's sad. That's very sad. Okay, next one is um, we should normalize being selfish. I think um, normalizing taking care of oneself. Um, you know, saying no, I think is a huge one. People can maybe see that as being selfish, but um, let's normalize taking time for yourself and uh, investing in yourself. I think that's a huge through line um, on OK Sis. Yes, 100%. The next one is forgiving people for saying the wrong thing. I think that this has happened a lot this year. I think this is like the cornerstone of cancel culture. Um, I think that people can say a lot of things, whether they mean them or not, that are not thought through, that are not super accurate, obviously, and obviously are harmful and should be held accountable for their actions. But I think we should normalize it, normalize forgiving those people who are willing to step up to the plate and learn from their mistakes and correct their wrongs. I think that forgiving people like that and giving them a second chance is actually promoting more good in the world versus just completely canceling them out and not fostering or encouraging moments of growth I couldn't have said it better myself sister thanks okay this one you added but I'll say it we gotta normalize body hair um I have not shaved my legs uh in quite some time and it and it shows it shows but um this is why we should be normalizing it this should not I should not be having to look at my legs and be like you're disgusting for being hairy where I should have been like you are beautiful as a natural part of my body. Yeah. I mean, I I shave my armpits. I know there's a lot of women that are starting to not to, but just this idea that natural body hair makes you dirty or gross or manly is just such a societal imposition that we need to let that go. I mean, even shaving your vagina, like that is so insane to me lately. I've been thinking about it, that we shave our vaginas. So um wherever you fall on the spectrum whatever you feel most comfortable with you do you but I think that we should not shame or look at people as dirty gross or other than for being a human so 100% all right you want to do the next one yeah having online friends oh that's an interesting one I didn't read that one in the in the midst of this that is a very interesting one Mads what did you mean by that well you know I think Especially on the internet, it can be maybe perceived as strange or, or, uh, I don't know. It just, it needs to be way more normalized to like make a very deep connection and create digital friendships. Like a lot of what happens on Instagram feels very superficial. And I think we are, uh, moving towards a more like authentic and connection based, um, existence on on social media especially with OKSIS we try to do that and like try to like humanize our digital presence and I think it just should be normalized like we should just like have some friends that we only know online and it's like really cool and I think a lot of influencers relate to this because they connect online and then they meet in person they're like oh my god we are we were friends like online and hype each other up like we have certain Certain accounts we follow that both of us hype each other up. Um, I'm talking to you. Um, there's a bachelor. There's a bachelor account that um, always comments on it. It's like I think it's fuck. What is it called? Dramatic, most dramatic season ever. And we both just like comment on every single one of our posts and like have DM'd and we're just like, hi, I'm 
you know, my name. And it's just like a cute, it's a cute thing. And I just want to normalize it. And I, it's obviously the way of the future. So let's normalize it. Yes, I agree. Because I think what's happening in our secret Facebook group, which is OK Sisters, is that a lot of women are actually becoming friends and supporting one another. And I think that those you're right, those friendships should not or those connections and friendships should not be looked at as any less than the ones in your physical life because there's still a level of support and connection. All right. The next one. This is this is really near and dear to my heart. We need to normalize men having skincare routines. And men expressing and having a community where they can express their skincare routines. Um, I'm looking at you, Dewey Dudes. This has been a podcast and an account that I have advocated for on OKSIS before. They have a podcast as well. It's two guys in Chicago. I think they moved to New York now, though. But they have this, like, meme account about skincare. And they're very, I mean, like, they're very masculine and, like, straight men, which I'm not trying to say that only gay men can be into skincare. It's like this, we need to normalize straight men, you know, buying luxury products. Skincare is not just like the actual products itself are not supposed to be just female oriented. All of these products can be used on any face. Like it's, it's so wild to me that they have been like shunned from this whole hygiene industry. Like let's normalize them Given us their YouTube breakdown of their skincare routine and being empowered to put on a face mask. Yeah, I was just talking to one of our friends last night who he decided to just get into skincare. So he was showing me all the stuff he bought. He's like, I bought a retinol moisturizer and all these things. So I thought it was really great. I was like, oh, my gosh, here's where we're going to start. Um, yeah, maybe I should start with my own husband. Let's see if I can get him to do some things. Okay. Uh, the next one, which I think is very near and dear to Maddie's heart again, is having sex in the middle of the day. Let's normalize it. We have to normalize it. Yeah. The whole after dinner thing is not working for anybody involved. Um, the bloating. If you're a bloated queen. Yeah. Let's, let's, um, let's reschedule when, when we have sex in the day. Let's, we have the freedom. We are adults. We can do it whenever we want. Honestly. So Why? Why? Are we reserving it for the post? Like, let's say you ate a burrito. You are not having sex after you ate a Chipotle burrito. Okay. I'm just letting you know. I agree with this. I My personal favorite time is before dinner because it kind of ties into date night. So you're getting ready. Then you have sex. And then you go to dinner and you have that like post-sex glow and date night's great. And it starts off to really – and then you're not concerned about whether or not you got, you know, all that extra cheese on your on your <laughs> hamburger. I know. And I've, I've – I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. 11 a.m. is the best time to have sex. Fight me. Yeah. I, I disagree. I think it's more of right before dinner for me, but we can agree to disagree. The next one. I mean, we need to normalize equal pay. Um, I think with Biden being elected and having the first female vice president, woman of color, up in the White House, maybe we will make a little more strides towards um, equal pay and, and women's equal pay. Like, let's I mean, it's it's going to be 2021. Like, what are we doing? Yes, 100 percent. And it also should be noted that when it comes to equal pay, women of color are proportionally paid even less than white women. So, okay, we should normalize Black Lives Mattering. And I think this goes beyond the 
viral Instagram movement that happened this year, which I'm very grateful for because I think it did produce a lot of change in a lot of people's hearts and minds. Um, but I think now integrating it into just a fucking right or a fucking fact versus policy. Yeah. Policy, uh, fundamental God given divine, right. Um, I think just moving it past a movement and into just, just a fact, it's a fucking fact. So everyone get behind the fact and let's normalize that. All right. Next. Let's normalize public TikTok dances. Let's normalize being in the grocery store and doing a TikTok dance a la Addison Ray. So you know what? People might make fun of you for doing a TikTok dance in public, but get the content. You're making fire content. Keep going. Addison Ray TikToks in the middle of Earth Cafe. She doesn't give a shit who's around her. She says, you know what? I have I think like 50 million followers. I'm going to TikTok wherever I can and wherever I want to. So that's the energy I'm bringing into 2021. Um, I'm going to, I mean, so the best light in my apartment is right, you know, my window looks out to the street. So people can really see me um, when I'm standing by the window. And when I put my phone to do the, to do my TikTok dances, like, everyone on the street can see me and you know what it's the best light so I just have um I've leaned into it and people I think I'm putting on a show I'm I'm producing um entertainment for my neighborhood is how I'm viewing it now Mm, yeah and just being um unafraid to be your wildly tiktok dancing self I think that's great yeah no like it's also the shame of like people the influencers in the wild Instagram account, you know, it's like enough, you know, influencers is a legitimate career. They are working and people that make fun of people who are having a photo shoot on the sidewalk, like go fuck yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, next sex workers slash adult film slash only fans. That entire industry I think is definitely something we need to normalize. I have been looking up to Alice Little, I believe Alice Little. Uh, She is the highest paid legal sex worker in America. She works at the Bunny Ranch in Nevada. And I would love to have her on the podcast. She's been on a few podcasts that I've listened to. And um, the way she describes sex work um, as her career. And it's, it's so interesting because it's such a juxtaposition to hear someone talking about the longevity of their career and the strategy behind their career. But they're talking about legal sex work so um she's she's amazing and she's someone I would love to have on the podcast but I think yes owning the fact also that women can be sexual publicly on social media whether that's a sexy lingerie pic um you know dancing sexy while also being quote-unquote boss babes in the corporate world etc I think that there's room for everyone to be all expressions also um Upcoming okay sis yearly goal. We have got to get a porn star on the pod. I really um if anyone is knows Riley Reed or Mia Khalifa, please send them our way. Thank you. Mia Khalifa. Okay. Um, we needed to normalize not always having your shit together. Um, I think this kind of goes into the whole narrative of it's okay not to be okay. And um, again, normalizing negative emotions is something that we talk a lot about um, on OKSIS and just like not labeling emotions with negative talk and connotations and language because then that 
um, makes you perceive those emotions as bad or ones that you should be getting away from, whereas they are inevitable. It's normal to have bad days. It is normal to not have your shit together. So when we don't normalize these things, um, when they do come, inevitably, we freak out. So um, let's normalize them. Amen. Also, I truly believe that also it's like in a career mindset, we don't always have to be at the top of our career. Every day is not going to be the best day of our career where we're succeeding like crazy. We're going to have failures and setbacks and knowing that that's just part of the process and to look at kind of things in a longer term scope than just today. Okay, next thing we should normalize is Botox and plastic surgery. Um, Botox is something that I got once and it didn't really work. So I was a little bit upset, but I am excited to get back on the saddle. Um, I completely believe in women getting Botox if they want to get Botox, um, plastic surgery, if they want to get plastic surgery, you know, I think with anything in life, your motives behind getting these procedures or injections or whatever you want to call it is what is most important. So if it's out of lack or insecurity, you know, maybe take a look at that inner healing. But if it's out of empowerment and confidence, um, I see no problem with it. And stay tuned for our in-depth conversation with Dr. Sheila Nazarian um, coming up in a couple weeks um, where we do a deep dive into plastic surgery and a lot of the progress that she's made within the industry. So yeah, super empowering episode one. Okay. Um, next is not shaming people for the level of activism that they exhibit and participate in. I think we should normalize, um, being proud of any form of activism and understanding that it's an individualized choice. You can definitely try to motivate people to do more and, and try to do as much as you can, but let's like not make it a competition, um, Obviously, it's it's vastly important to do your part, but it is everyone's decision, personal decision that the amount that they give to a certain cause. So let's not shame people for not doing enough. Yes. Amen. And the last one is tapping into your feminine energy. I would like to normalize being in your feminine. I think that the way our society works on a day to day is really rooted in masculine. Um, It's rooted in productivity and motivation. Um, But I think that there's a huge rise of the feminine energy in both men and women that have been lost. I think that with feminism and women coming into much more of their own and their roles in society in the beginning, it was how can we compete with men and be like men, etc. And I think now we're going into another phase of know our feminine and the feminine energy that lives within all of us that has been suppressed over the last hundreds and hundreds of years is really a superpower and and a very very important role and aspect of being human um and this is not talking about gender uh, you know this isn't just for women being in your feminine and in your feminine energy is very important for men and women or however you identify um, your gender um, to participate in. And so if you're asking yourself, well, how do I tap into my feminine? 
Um, one of the best ways that I like is to put on kind of a slow, sexy song and just dance by yourself, super fluid flow, feel your body, tap into yourself and just go with the flow, having no agenda, no expectations, no judgment and being able to express yourself through your body moving without feeling weird or, you know, embarrassed. Um, I think that's a really good way just to tap into a nice little feminine energy flow if you are new to that practice. Tap, tap, tap in. What does that mean, by tap, the way? Tap, what does that mean? In. Is he um, tapping I, into an orgy? He's like, oh, yeah. I'm going in. Yeah, that's that's um, that's um what I'm thinking. That's what mm. I'm interpreting as. Yep, mm. tap in. Tap. It's like it's like wrestling. Yep. Let me let me tap in. Let me get in there. Yeah. Wow. I've never been in a position where you could tap in to an orgy. Oh. Well, you probably haven't been to an orgy then. <laughs> Nor have I. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's good. Oy vey. Okay. What a beautiful episode. I think this was such a freeing um, exercise. I think, sisters, we encourage you also to, you know, make a list of your own and, you know, tell us what are some things that we should normalize as a society and what are some steps that we can take to get there? You know, you know, just even reflecting on these things have, have made me feel more empowered to actually normalize them in my mind and my brain and you know thinking of biases that we have and uh conditionings that we've that we've just grown up with and like how do we combat those how do we challenge them and normalize things baby yeah and also really quick thing before we wrap up here is that normalizing these things doesn't necessarily need to be some huge act of protest or defiance it can simply just be talking with your sister about things that you want to normalize things that you want to be more open and free with so i think that's exactly what we did today so um follow us on instagram sisters if you like us we're at okasis podcast on instagram and of course rate review and subscribe we love you have a beautiful week and we will see you on the flip side bye